Well, hey there, one and all. This is the Sloppy Pod, the leader in the Unpolished Podcast, coming to you from the 420 SF studio right here in Lakewood, Washington. Oh, well, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> here we are again. Wow. Uh,. Dare I ask? How you doing? How you doing? Oh, um, yeah. How are you doing? I, um, I'm doing okay. Thank you for asking. (laughs) I went to see my urologist and, uh, had an appointment with the, uh, Oh, what do they call it now? The, um... Oh, crap. I'm going to forget how to, how to pronounce it. Cystoc... Oh, my God. Hang on. Cystoscopy. Okay? Did I get that right? <laughs> Cystoscopy. Okay? It's where they put that little uh, needle-like uh, hose with the light and the camera. <laughs> light! Camera! Action! Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the inside of my bladder is going Hollywood there for a bit. And uh, I'm here to announce the cancer is gone. The cancer has left the building. Yeah, so that is a gigantic plus. Okay. Um, You know, he... uh, he thought that I could probably go without any kind of um, additional treatment. Uh, we're going to look in uh, another few weeks to see if everything is copacetic. And uh, yeah, I can't, I can't wait. Nothing beats having a, uh, a scope driven up your wang. Ugh, there's nothing like it. If, hey, guys. If you haven't had this done, you need to do it because it's it's a it's a barrel of monkeys, man. Oh, it's a freak show. Well, speaking of freak shows, <laughs> only two and a half weeks now to go till the election, and uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be horrible. It's it's going to be something that you've never seen before. Um, <laughs> look, if if it swings in Biden's favor, <laughs> oh, oh, dude, it's gonna get ugly, ugly, because because Trump is well, Trump is Trump. Okay, uh, I promise you, he will not go quietly. He's going to put up a stink. He will not lie down. (laughs) Yeah, I think we get the point. Um, But yeah, I I think uh, Trump is going to... He's going to... Well, he's going to give it a fight. I mean, if, if he's not voted back in... He will put up a fight, and it will drag on much, 
like the uh, Bush-Gore campaign back in 2000. Um, For those of you that don't remember that, and of course, you know, how could you if you weren't born? (laughs) Um, But yeah, 20 years ago, uh, it was the Bush-Gore fiasco, and it, it lasted, what, 36 days, 36 days. And uh, I don't remember if there was much um, much violence with that or not, but I, I promise you, I, I think there will be this time around. Uh, I just, I think it's going to get really ugly. But, um, but I digress, you know. Um, yeah, so sorry about that. That was uh, little Don Henley there. <laughs> uh, but again, for for those of you that that don't remember uh that that debacle uh i give you this a big call to make cnn announces that we call florida in the al gore column turn the lights down the party just got wild florida goes to mr bush bush wins headline of the hour Uh, Folks, it might be premature. So we take Florida away from George W. Bush. This is no longer an election. This is like Alice in Wonderland. The one thing no one expected in a presidential campaign is that we wouldn't know who won on election day. Help our vote! Help our vote! Bush versus Gore was a watershed moment where the curtain was lifted on our election system in the United States, and we realized we've got to do something to fix it. And in some ways, Congress did, but then there were the unintended or possibly intended consequences. just waking up and uh, just tuning in, you should know that after uh, a long night of swing votes, the presidential race is frankly still too close to call. On November 8th, Kurt Browning, the supervisor of elections for Pasco County, woke to shocking news. The vote is now so close between them that there will be an automatic recount. What are you talking about recounts? I'm, I'm in bed. There's no recounts going on. And literally within three hours, we were in the throes of a recount. The tug of war for the presidency is now down to the most local of politics, counties in Florida, precincts in Florida, where the recount has begun. 5A11 is a vote for Gore. Under intense media scrutiny, the flaws in Florida's system became clear. Votomatic machines and conflicting rules about ballots and fuzzy rules about what is a vote. It's slightly detached. Democrats charge a confusing ballot layout, led voters to think they were punching the ballot for Al Gore when they were actually voting for Reform Party candidate Pat Buchanan. 3,500 people did not vote for Pat Buchanan. Come on, this is heavily Democrat of Palm Beach County. It is a ballot that was approved by an elected Democratic official. And hey, guess what? There were no complaints until after the election. As both campaigns launched lawsuits over the disputed results, accusations of partisanship fueled the tension. I voted. Whether or not my vote counted, I don't know. The question of who will be the next president is right on her desk. She's the Secretary of State, Catherine Harris. 
As Secretary of State, I am Chief Elections Officer. Harris was the state co-chair of George Bush's presidential campaign. Today, Governor Jeb Bush said she is doing a good job. I think she's doing the right thing. Political insiders say there is no evidence Harris is being manipulated by the Bushes. What I think people didn't realize before 2000 is that the people running the Well, anyway, you get the point. Um, essentially, the uh, Supreme Court stepped in and yeah he went for the, uh, they went for the uh the bush campaign and so there's history for you um uh, let's see anyway for uh for right now we're gonna go to a break and we'll be right back no we are not going to break my bad um <laughs> oh uh, have i told you how i hate interruptions good lord almighty god Ah, uh, it just completely threw me for a loop. But anyway, no, we're not going to break yet. Um, but I do want to share a quick story. Um, back in 2000, I was actually working in Austin. And uh, I don't remember if it was a uh, a voluntary thing or if I was assigned to... Anyway, I was... Um, I was basically uh downtown Austin. I was counting ballots uh for the uh the Bush campaign. It was interesting work, okay? It was a lot of fun. Um but yeah, so as we counted, we uh we got the VIP pass to the uh inaugural celebration um for Bush's win, his victory. And <laughs> So we worked into about, I think it was about 10 o'clock. It was at least 10, 1030. Um, and then we discovered, well, uh, we'll go down. Well, we, okay. So we went down to the celebration because we thought that we had it. And basically, uh, what is going on outside? Good Lord. Anyway, uh, we went down for the celebration. Long story short, it didn't happen. They had a gigantic shindig uh, planned uh, food and drinks, and it was going to be a great night. Instead, the rain started coming in. Uh, we all started getting soaked, and then they called it for uh, suspension of the party, and, yeah, there's no celebration. Anyway, so now with that, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the 420 SS Studio. Ah, <laughs> uh, the sloppy pod, man. All right, so uh, just to let you know, help is on the way. Someday. <laughs> just not today. Oh, did you see the interview with CNN's Wolf Blitzer and Nancy Pelosi? You like train wrecks? Ugh. <clears throat> Man. Look, you know it's getting bad when CNN... CNN! <laughs> Hello, where did that come from? CNN and, and Wolf Blitzer are taking up... Uh, sides loosely, I will add, but um, 
stating the fact that <clears throat> even the the left is kind of wanting to nudge this old bat into um, not really into a full deal, but dude, uh, at least some some coronavirus relief for the public, the American public. Forget about all the extra. We'll deal with that, okay? Oops. (laughs) Sorry about that. Little bump in the road in editing. Uh, But now what was it saying? Um, Well, anyway. uh, (laughs) So, uh, Speaker Pelosi is not budging. She hates Trump so bad that she is willing to go even against her um her people uh there there are democratic leaders that want a deal saying hey you know we we got to get this to the people <clears throat> 1.8 trillion t trillion ay um but again Pelosi hates Trump so bad and there's something about uh, she does not want any checks to go out with his name. She does not want him to get the credit. I, you know, look, I've I've heard that notion. <clears throat> it is not mine. And pardon the uh, clearing of the throat. Sorry about that. Uh, but so I'm going to uh, turn you loose with this uh, this train wreck. I dare. Um, give it to you in the entirety so you can so you can listen to it i mean it's all there so uh so here you go have fun we'll be back <laughs> as you know there are americans uh, who are being evicted from their homes they can't pay the rent many americans uh, are waiting in food lines for the first time in their lives uh, can you look them in the eye madam speaker and explain why you don't want to accept the president's latest stimulus offer well because uh, thank you very much uh, wolf and I, I hope you'll ask the same question of the republicans about why they don't really want to meet the needs of the american people but let me say to those people because all of my colleagues we represent these people Uh, I have for over 30 years represented my constituents. Uh, I know what their needs are. I listen to them and their needs are not addressed in the president's proposal. So when you say to me, why don't you accept theirs? Why don't they accept ours? Our legislation is there uh, to do three things primarily to honor our workers, our, honor our heroes, our healthcare workers, our police and fire first responders, our teachers, our transportation, sanitation, food workers, the people who make our lives work. We couldn't be doing what we're doing without them. Many of them have risked their lives so that they had to save lives and now they will lose their jobs because but they really, they says really, let the states excuse, go bankrupt. Excuse me for let interrupting, the states go bankrupt. Ma- Madam Speaker, mm-hmm. but they really need the money right now. Uh, and even members of, I understand of your own... That, but, your, if, but even members if you of your me own a caucus... Question, even the members of your own caucus, Madam Speaker, uh, want to accept this deal. $1.8 trillion. Congressman Ro Khanna, for example. Let me just quote Ro Khanna, a man you know well. I assume you admire him. He's a Democrat. And he just said this. He said, people in need can't wait until February. $1.8 trillion is significant and more than twice 
the Obama stimulus, make a deal, put the ball in McConnell court. So what do you say to Ro Khanna? What I say to you is, I don't know why you're always an apologist, and many of your colleagues, apologists for the Republican position. Ro Khanna, that's nice. That isn't what we're going to do, and nobody's waiting till February. I want this very much now, because people need help now. But it's no use giving them a false thing, just because the president wants to put a, a check with his name on it in the mail, that we should not be doing all we can to help people pay the rent, put food on the table, to enhance benefits, that they don't lose their jobs if they're state and local. That they, that this, we're talking about the consequences of a pandemic, that the symptoms of a problem that the president refuses to address. But you know and that is and that is the coronavirus. We know that we, is we the know coronavirus. The problem out there, but there are millions of Americans who have lost their jobs. They can't pay the rent. Their kids need the food. That's right, and 1. that's what we're trying 8, to get 1. done. One point eight trillion dollars, and the president just tweeted, "Stimulus, go big or go home." He wants even that's more right. right now. So why that's not? Right. Why not work on that's a deal right. with him and don't let the perfect, as they say here in Washington, be the enemy of the good. Well, I will not let the wrong be the enemy of the right. What's wrong with one point eight trillion dollars? Well, I, you know what? Do you have any idea what the difference is between the spending that they have in their bill and that we have in our bill? Do you realize that they have come back and said all these things for child tax credits and earned income tax credits or helping people who have lost their jobs are eliminated in their bill? Do you realize they pay no respect to the fact that child care is very important for people whose children cannot go to school because they're doing remote learning and yet they minimize the need for child care, which is the, is the th threshold with which people, mothers and fathers, can go to work if they have that. Do you have any idea of how under, that's precisely uh, why, Madam Speaker, their that, concern, that's why it's so, it's so important right now. Yesterday I spoke to Andrew Yang, who says the same thing. It's not everything you yeah, want, but, you know but what? there's you, a lot okay. there. Honest to God, you really, uh, I can't get over it because Andrew Yang, he's lovely. Ro Khanna, he's lovely. They are not negotiating this situation. They have no idea of the particulars. They have no idea of what the language is here. I didn't come over here to have, so you're the apologist for the Obama, excuse me. God forbid. Madam, Madam Speaker, I'm, God I'm not an apologist. Obama. I'm asking you serious questions because so many people I'm are in desperate you need we, right now. Let me yeah. ask you this. Okay. When was the last time? Let me, you, let me respond well, to well, you. Let me ask you, you. When was the last time, Madam questions. Speaker, when was the last time you spoke with the president about this? I don't speak to the president. Speak Why to not? his, Why his not representative. Why not call him and say, Mr. President, let's work out a deal. It's not going to be everything you want, not going to be everything I want, but there are so many Americans right now who are in desperate need. Let's make a deal. What? Okay, so with that, <clears throat> I'll give you a breather. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> hey. How you doing? Can I refresh your drink or get you a little more popcorn? <laughs> hey, so again, uh, I just wanted to, I just wanted to play the uh, in interview in its entirety, so you can kind of pick it apart and see that she is just not right. Okay, 
I know Trump's not any better, but look, Trump put forth $1.8 trillion, trillion to, to at least kick it off. Uh, and, and she's not budging. You know, 1.8 is nothing to sneeze at. Anyway, um, I will return you to the, uh, to the shit show and we'll be back immediately following. Have fun. We continue now with the haves and the have-nots. What makes me amused, if it weren't so sad, is how you all think that you know more about the suffering of the American people than those of us who are elected by them to represent them at that table. Uh, It is unfortunate that we do not have shared values with this White House and that they have in their bill, why don't you talk about in their bill, a tax break for the wealthiest families in the country while they cut out the earned income tax credit for the poorest families in our country and the poorest children in our country. Uh, that we have to fight with them to get them to address the coronavirus crisis because they have said it was a hoax, it was magical, it's miracle, it's going to cure it. It hasn't. And that's why we find ourselves in this situation. I feel very confident about the knowledge that I bring to this, but more importantly, the knowledge that my chairs, our chairs of jurisdiction, science-based, academically uh, documented, institutionally uh, suggested in terms of what the cost would be to do it and to do it that way. And about say we talk about uh, child care, yes. We talk about safety in the workplace. Safety in the workplace, that's a very important issue, especially in the time of the pandemic. So what I say to those people is, we're going to get a deal. And when we do, it will be retroactive. It will be retroactive. Here's here's what you wrote in a letter to House Democrats, Madam Speaker. And I ask these questions only, as you know, so many millions of Americans are suffering right now. Well, you quote two people who know nothing about the agreement. There is no agreement. But what the suggestions are is if there's some authority on the subject. Please, uh, give uh, equal weight to to all of the chairmen on the committee who have written this bill. But so many of your fellow Democrats in the House, they want a deal right now. No, that isn't. The problem solvers, they all want a deal right now. And and here's what they're complaining about, because you wrote a letter to House Democrats and you said this. Let me read a line from the letter uh, you wrote. The president only wants his name on a check to go out before Election Day and for the market to go up. Is that what this is all about? Uh, not allow the president to take credit if there's a deal that no, will help I don't millions care about of Americans that. right now? He's not that important. But let me say this. With all due respect, with all due respect, and you know we've known each other a long time, you really don't know what you're talking about. If the plural <laughs> of anecdote is not data. Yes, there's some people who said this or that. Overwhelmingly, my caucus wants what is right for the American people. Overwhelmingly, our chairman who wrote the bill, read their statements. They all put out their own statements when they saw what the White House was proposing. So do a service to the issue and have some level of respect for the people who have worked on these issues, written the bill to begin with. Now, let me just say this in terms of the numbers. Nancy, you ignorant slut. We had 3.4, which would meet the needs of the American people for a sustained period of time so that there was some certainty in what would happen. 
The Republicans said, no, well, so we took it down a trillion dollars by cutting the time. We took it down another $2 trillion, 200 trillion, 200, excuse me, $200 billion. So we're now $1.200 billion down. We came down to 2.2. At the same time, since tomorrow will be five months since we passed the bill, at the same time, the small, because there was no resolution, Mitch McConnell said, let's pause. The virus didn't pause, and now we're at a place where we need more money. We need more money for PPP, for our small businesses. We need more money for our airlines. We need more money for our schools. So we have absorbed nearly a half a trillion dollars more of expenses still within the 2.2 by cutting I understand all of that, and I have only the greatest back. respect so for you. So do the math. Madam we have Speaker, come down, I have only the greatest respect for you. We have come down to uh, 1.6 I just want to point out, trillion dollars. $1.8 trillion. $1.8 trillion is a lot of money. The American people need that money ASAP because they're suffering right now. And I, I'm, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I'm and saying... And you don't care how it's spent. And you don't I, I care, care how of course, spent. how it's spent. But I, what I well, don't, you don't understand even know is how it's why spent. not, why not you don't talk even know to how the president spent. personally, call him up and say, Mr. President, let's get a deal tomorrow. Look, let me say this. The president has sent Mr. Mnuchin to negotiate. That's what we've done with other presidents. This isn't unusual. What's President Bush... We had, we did this quite a bit because that's how you negotiate. You, and then you take it to the president. This, Mr. Mnuchin, I think he has integrity representing his position. I, I, may I finish, please? But his, he has integrity representing his position, but his position has no integrity. They do not share our values. Have a little respect for the fact that we know something about these subjects. And there's a big difference between Democrats and Republicans in whether they want to give a big tax cut to the wealthiest people in the country in their bill, in the CARES Act. We tried to take it out in this bill. Instead, they took out uh, earned income tax credit, child tax credit, expanded health benefits to um, on, uh, uh, UI benefits to the extent that it was agreed to before. All right. So this is, uh, I have every confidence and, what, uh, and the arguments that we make because it's based on science and uh, documentation. Uh, Our chairs know their stuff. They know what they're doing. Okay. You know, I just, I just can't do anymore. <laughs> she is something else. And for Wolf Blitzer, I mean, come on, really? Wolf Blitzer, CNN, to be arguing with the left. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you gotta love it. Gotta love it. Man, I want more. <laughs> hey, I bet if you cleaned out uh, Pelosi's ears, you'd find cotton candy. <laughs> anyway, yes, we we must move on. Yes, we we must uh, we must move on, and we will be right back. 
Back here at the 420 SS Studio, folks. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm tired of re-recording. Whatever comes out next, it's just going to go. It's just going to fly. I've I've edited. I've, I've done everything. My fucking ADHD shit will not leave me alone. So I have... Look, I am doing everything I can to try to... Trying to piece this together tonight. I'm not doing well, folks. Sorry. You know, <laughs> outside of uh, things outside of my door, my I I live in the fucking hood. Okay, I've got rumblings and people talking and. All kinds of crap going on outside. And then in my own little head, I've got, <laughs> I won't say people talking. Uh, I don't want to alarm you. No, but, you know, I, I keep getting interrupted just by myself, okay? <clears throat> so with that being said, please bear with me. <laughs> it's going to be a, it's going to be a, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get this done, okay? So with that being said, woo, glad I got that off my chest. Uh, with that being said, how many of you are familiar with Greta Van Fleet and their new song "My Way Soon"? Anybody? Nobody even answers me anyway. So, uh, so anyway. <clears throat> It is one of those songs, it comes along and immediately gets into that oral cavity. Know what it sounds like? Yeah, it's it's not what that sounds like. Uh, thank you, Bill. Um, <laughs> but this song comes out really, really strong. My first thought was, wow, they left the Led Zeppelin thing behind. And, and it sounds fantastic. Um, Josh's vocal still sounds solid, maybe even stronger. But with that being said, how long uh, can he keep the uh, the uh, vocal up there? Because, you know, Getty Lee from Rush, uh, you know, eventually he had to bring it down quite a bit. You know what I mean? I mean that that uh, I can't think of the name of it, but yeah, the uh, the upper uh, uh, I give up. <laughs> anyway, um, there are points where it sounds very raw, as though they might still be working out the bugs, um, where the music nah, where the music slows down a little bit or drags. Uh, but anyway, I mean. Maybe I'm just being too picky, but but when it comes to the uh, Led Zeppelin sound, no, it's it seems to have departed from that um, and picked up a little bit of a Beatles, Keith Richards, Stones vibe with a Black Crows flavor, especially at that landing at the end, you know. Um, but anyway, I I think it sounded great. I want to give you just a sampling of it.
So as you can see, they uh, they're still sounding very strong. Um, I think they sound great, to be honest with you. I mean, they've left the Zeppelin thing behind. Uh, sound like they're doing their own thing. Um, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You know, sampling and whatnot. That, that that's what music is. You know. <coughs> um, excuse me. Uh, okay, so I think we'll do a a quick news of the weird, and then we'll get out of here. I think you've had enough. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, let's see here. Okay, so here we go. As many as nine, good Lord, nine million wild pigs were roaming the uh, United States. <laughs> and there's a joke there. Uh, I've dated at least one. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Expanding from 17 states to at least 39 states over the last 30 years and causing 2.5 billion, with a B, worth of damage each year to crops and domestic livestock. Reported the Atlantic in September. Uh, many of the feral swine are hybrids and mixture of domestic breeds and wild boars called super pigs <laughs> that multiply so fast, quote, I've heard it referred to as feral swine bombs, said Dale Nolte, manager of the National... Uh, Manager of the National Feral Swine Damage Management Program at the USDA. Oh my gosh, that's a uh, mouthful. Yeah, that's what she said. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so they're trying to control them, basically. Um, anyway, I don't know. Um, let's scroll down here. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay. Okay, so this ne next one is really good. Oh, man. William Hubbard, dean of the U University of South Carolina School of Law, was thrilled, thrilled, when he saw that 82% of the school's graduates taking the bar exam had passed. So he shared the happy news in an email to the uh, school students, okay? Unfortunately, <laughs> you, you always hate to see that word. Unfortunately, the email also contained attachments with confidential exam scores for all who took the test, those who passed and those who failed. The state reported... Uh, please, quote, this is a quote, please delete the message I just sent about the bar, bar passage. Hubbard wrote in a second email, please do not open, if open, do not reveal any information in that attachment to anyone. Oh, dude. Oh, man. The former president of the uh, American Bar Association appeared devastated by the error in an interview. Quote, I've sent a personal email to every one of those students. I am deeply, deeply, profoundly sorry for this mistake, he said. Okay, so I have a personal story that goes along with that, and that is, 
and don't hold this against me. When I <laughs> when I was in Amway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, I know, uh, but yeah, when I was in Amway, we used to have uh, we used to have this voice mailbox called Ambox. Oy. <laughs> uh, and you know, you you could also do what this guy did. Uh, you know, you could send a uh, uh, voicemail and then distribute it amongst your your flock, if you will. And and this guy that I know, who is a, I don't know, is a, I don't know what the hell the the tier was, but I mean, he he was one of the higher ups, okay. Uh, he was a he wasn't a diamond he wasn't a pearl he wasn't a whatever he was he had a large following okay and apparently he had a falling out with one of his um, followers and completely excoriated him over some uh, uh, some financial stuff. Very personal financial stuff, and he essentially he put that out to everybody, not meaning to. And uh, he, yeah, he did the exact same thing that this guy did. He just he begged and pleaded for people not to open the uh, the mail. Uh, and if if you did open it and listen to it, which I did, to <laughs> uh, not divulge it to anyone else, which I did. <laughs> but anyway, oh, we had a good laugh about it, you know. Uh, but okay, so uh, <laughs> with that, I I think I think we're gonna close it out for now. Um, and we'll uh, we'll see on the next round, um, the next episode, which is episode fifty. And with uh, with that, uh, we will have a guest. We are, we are going to have a guest uh, next week. So hold on to your hat for that one. Until then, we'll talk to you later. Later.